Well, good morning again, everybody. If you would make your way to your seats, I would appreciate it. Uh, as you're making your way to your seats, I want to remind you, uh, if you did not get an experience guide, we have guides that we can get to you. So Valerie's coming right here. If you want to raise your hand, just bring that to you. There's sermon notes in there. So uh, if you need the sermon notes, if you are, if you don't want a guide or somebody handed something to you, I want to remind you, we have an e-guide. So you can go on our website, cotlakes.com, go to the website, and then go under e-guide. And uh, for those of you, if you're a first-time guest, we would love for you to fill that out on here or on the connection card in there. So welcome, welcome. Let me talk through some quick events before we get into God's word today. Um, want to start to get prepared for the fall. In September, we're going to do small groups. So I want to start to kind of put it in your mind now. There may be some of you that would think about actually hosting a small group coming up in September. So if that's you, we would love to know that so that we can take you through a training process and, uh, and, and get that. So if you've got ideas or if you just like to host one and have somebody facilitate it at your house kind of deal, that would be phenomenal. We'd love to have you do that. I want to remind you, if you're new to the church, we have this interesting thing called Right Now Media. And uh, what Right Now Media is, is it's like thousands of videos, discipleship videos, um, all kinds of things that you have access to for free. Okay, the church pays a subscription. You're, it's free for you. For those of you who have kids, there are thousands of kids' videos. So you worry about what your kids are watching. Uh, there's a whole kids section in that whole scenario. So if you've not gotten signed up for Right Now Media, it's as easy as going to our website. And there's a Right Now Media tab at the very top. And there's a join button. Join. It's free. Matter of fact, you can send it to anyone you want anywhere in the world and let them sign on to our church free as well. So it's an amazing, amazing resource. For those of you who have sermon notes, if you turn them over and all the way at the bottom, every week I put down a weekly suggestion that is a follow-up on Right Now Media teaching to whatever I'm teaching about on Sunday morning. So it's also a discipleship tool for you to use. I've got a lady who's fairly new believer who just recently said to me every week during the lunch hour, she watches whatever I put out as the weekly suggestion as a follow-up to what we've talked about that week. So get signed up for right now media, use that parents, something great for your kids. Um, also want to remind you that we are uh, having family game night again tonight. Uh, so those that came out last week, I think Lizzie took, no kidding, she took 1800 pictures from Wiffle Ball last week. So if you've not been on the Facebook page and you need to get on there and check it out, there is probably a picture of you if you were there. We did have a couple of minor injuries, um, but we shot them and sent them on. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but we did get a, we got a broken toe and a pulled groin and we're waiting for an MRI result, I think, but I haven't heard about that one. So, um, but anyway, other than that, it was a fantastic day and a lot of fun tonight. Tonight it is right here at Leesburg High School in the gym. We have the gymnasium for dodgeball. So if you would like to come play dodgeball with us tonight, we'll be right here in the gym. Uh, come check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. So join us tonight. Two other quick announcements I want to tell you that are coming up. One is, uh, if you're new to the church, you may not know, but every January and every August, we do something called 21 Days of Prayer. So I want to start to prepare your hearts and your minds now because we're getting real close to August. And uh, we're going to be doing 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting. And so what we do is we usually take the first of the year, it's kind of like tithing our year, we take the first of our year and take 21 days to pray and fast and to hear God's voice. And for those of you who have never had the practice of fasting, like that's some kind of a weird thing, you come from a different background or denomination or tradition that that's just not something y'all did a whole lot, because that was me. I didn't do that a whole lot growing up. It was many, many years later that I learned the, the actual use of and the great purpose behind fasting. We're going to help you on that, but I want you to start thinking now 
about what you might do to fast. And the reason we fast is not just to suffer and, oh, I'm such a good Christian, look at me, I'm suffering. That's not why, that doesn't make God's heart happy. That's not the point. The point is for you to get away from things of this world that you're connected to, that maybe you find comfort in, I don't know, chocolate, shopping, Facebook, whatever it is that you find comfort in that you go to, and to get rid of those things so that you go and you spend more time seeking your comfort in God and hearing his voice and who he is. So I want to start preparing for you. I'll be doing 5 a.m. prayer again. For those of you who are my warriors that got up on Facebook with me live at 5 a.m., we'll do 21 days. We'll have prayer every morning. Um, I'll be with you for the 21 days. And then we've got a book we're going to prepare for you that'll take you through the 21 days as well. So getting ready for that. And, uh, and that's kind of... That's it. That's a lot of announcements. I'm done talking about that. All right. So for those of you who also don't know me very well, I'm Mike. I'm the lead pastor here. Grateful you're here. Saw some new faces. Thank you for being here with us. If you're watching us online for the first time, welcome. We're glad you're here. One of the things that you'll learn real quickly about me is I was born in the Holy Land, otherwise known as Mississippi. Um, Okay, like three people thought that was funny. Anyway, but uh, so I was born in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. My mom's family is from Picayune, Mississippi, the booming metropolis of Picayune, Mississippi. My dad's side of the family is from Bogalusa, Louisiana, and the Louisiana area. And also a lot of Cajuns and a lot of Bubba's in my household um, and in my background. And so uh, every once in a while, I like to tell a little Boudreaux story. It's been a while since I've told you a Boudreaux story, so I got a new one for you this morning. You ready? So St. Landry Parish, they don't have counties in Louisiana. They have parishes, right? St. Landry Parish Little League gets the chance to go to the College World Series. Coach Boudreaux's got the coaching staff, has got the whole deal. They're all excited. And then the coaching staff realizes, wait a minute, we got to travel with Coach Boudreaux. And the problem with that is nobody wants to sleep in Coach Boudreaux's room because he snores like a beast, right? And so they finally figure out they're going to be gone three nights. The three different coaches, everybody's going to take one night. So here they come to the first night, and Coach Fontenoy, it's his turn. He goes in, goes, comes in in the morning to breakfast, hair all sticking up every direction, eyes all blood shoot. I mean, just a mess. They said, what happened, Coach? He said, man, I got in there, Boudreaux laid down first, started snoring. He was snoring to paint off the walls. I just sat and watched him all night long. They're like, man, that's terrible. So Coach Gidry, it's his turn. Night number two, goes in. He thinks he's going to be a little bit smarter, goes to bed first. Comes into breakfast, sure enough, hair everywhere, eyes, blood shoot, all jacked up. What happened, coach? I got to sleep first, but he snores so loud, he woke me up. I just sat there and watched him all night long. Day three comes, Coach Thibodeau's turn. Coach Thibodeau comes in the morning for breakfast. Got a little skip in his step, feeling good, looking bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Everything's good. They said, whoa, whoa, coach, what happened? He said, let me tell you. He said, Boudreaux got in there laid down. So I walked over tucked him in, kissed him on the cheek, and he watched me all night long. (laughs) See, you just got to know how to play the game, somebody. Come on now, right? And that's what our series is all about right now is winning. We want to win. It's all about winning. We want to win at this crazy game called life. So check this out. 2 John 8 says this. Watch out that you do not lose what you have worked so hard to achieve. Catch these words. Listen to these words. God gave me this this morning, so it's not in your notes. Listen to these words. Be diligent so that you receive your full reward. Somebody say full reward. Anybody want full reward? Anybody want full reward? Right? Because here's the deal. If there's a full reward, then one, there's no reward, but then there's also probably half reward. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
or somewhere there in between. Which do you prefer? You just want a little bit? Are you, are you good with just, let me get a little bit of what God has for me? Or no, I'm not too worried about it. Or do you want full reward? Because I don't know about you, but I want full reward. I, I, I want to see God do miraculous things. Anybody want to, like I have some bucket list things and some of my bucket list things is I want to see real miracles. Are you hearing me? Like I hear about crazy miracles and I see things on TV and sometimes I don't know if I believe them or not, but I do believe God is a miracle. I want to see like, I want to see like somebody grow a leg back. Boy, it got quiet in this Presbyterian church. No, I'm serious. Like I, I, I want to see things live. I want to see things better. We launched this church because we looked around at a community that I think survives and not thrives. Come on. Come on, there's something that I have termed, and, and I, maybe this is kind of ugly, and I, I try to not be negative and try to speak life, but there's just something that I have termed the Lake County Settle. It sure isn't full reward. Come on, somebody. It's maybe just a little bit of reward, or maybe it's just, you know, if I can just survive and pay my bills, and I need you to hear something this morning. God means for you to win. God means for you to get full reward. God means for your marriage to thrive. He means for your kids to do amazing, right? He he has thoughts and plans. My thoughts are so big, God would look at you and go, you have no idea what I have in mind for you. But you have bought on and settled for so many little things of this world that you're missing what it is that I have for you and I want you to win. So let me ask you the question. You... Rhetorical, just in your mind. Are you winning? Are are you winning at life? Would you say, I'm winning in my marriage. I'm winning with, with my kids. I'm winning in my work. I'm winning in my school. I'm winning. And listen, not everybody in here is answering the same way. Because if I know moms, and I've been counseling couples for 20 years now, every mom in here has got this thing called mommy guilt. Like I'm not doing enough or am I doing it good enough or like this struggle, right? This whole, like, like to me, I think that's the whole pull of Pinterest. Pinterest is just this life, life hack ability for me to make sure that I'm as good a mom as somebody else. And we do, we have this comparison thing and this struggle thing, but God, listen to me, God wants you to win. He created life that you might have it to the full, right? Abundantly, John 10, 10, that you might have life and life to the full. So I wanted to talk to you, and and, and I've been talking the last couple of weeks about winning, winning. My, My heart, my frustration, the stuff that keeps me up at night, The stuff that God wakes me up thinking about, God woke me up at 3.20 this morning. I spent about two hours just kind of worshiping this morning and just trying to say, God, speak to us today and and, and do something different today. Do something really deep. Break some things down inside of us today that we might see something change in our community. Come on, we used to sit at a theater downtown and talk about Main Street filling up with new businesses. Does anybody remember that? That used to be in the theater with us? Right? That we have a vision and a thought for what it looks like for our community to win. 
for us to win. And so how do we do that is the question, right? How, how do we actually do that? How do we do it from God's perspective? Because to win the game of life, the board game, it's just whoever retires with the most amount of money wins. And I really think that's kind of our default, really. Like we, we don't like that being our default or we say it's not our default. But the way that we schedule our day and our times, that's really what it's geared towards. And so I want to help you understand, I think, what it is from God's perspective that is actually winning. Let me read you two Bible stories that are going to help us to focus on a topic today that I'm just telling you right now, if we could get this one topic, I, I promise you this, I guarantee I bet everything I own on the planet on this one, on what I'm about to say. If you could get this one topic right, it would revolutionize your life, your family's life, and your kid's life. Anybody interested? Anybody interested in full reward? Let me tell you two Bible stories. And let's talk about what it is that I think God wants us to talk about today. Some of you guys remember a guy named Noah and a large boat, right? And so the story goes, God floods the earth and Noah builds a boat. By the way, if you've never been to the, the ark experience up just south of Cincinnati, you got to go. It's amazing. They built a life-size ark. There's actually a plank that says the Matheny's on it because we were one of the original sponsors. Uh, but you got to go see Noah's ark. Noah builds a boat. Now think this through. How many of you guys have been on a road trip lately with kids? Think this through. Noah got in a boat with his family and a bunch of animals for 40 days and 40 nights. Is it any wonder that right after that it says he gets off the boat, builds a vineyard, and gets drunk? You would have too, is all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But he gets drunk. And he passes out naked in his tent, right? And that's where I pick up the story, Genesis 9 and 18. Ham, which is Noah's son, the father of Canaan. Canaan is Noah's grandson, right? Ham, the father of Canaan, saw his father naked and told his two brothers outside. Ooh, that's a powerful sentence of scripture. Let me tell you why. What is it about you and me? that can see just a little bit of somebody else's flesh and feel like we need to go run and tell everybody else? What is it about you and me that have this need when we see the wrong in someone else to go, oh, yo, did you hear about what happened? Or we do the Christianese version. Come on, you know the Christian version? Oh my God, you got to pray for Kayla. Did you hear what she did? I just called you out in front of the whole church. Now listen, listen. You need to catch the power of that sentence. Because the power of that sentence, listen to me, the negative, the demonic power of that sentence, every single one of us have dealt with and fight with. That when we get a little bit of information, and we get a little bit of stuff on somebody, listen to me, and in our day and age, the moment... That someone who's any kind of leader or authority, we see a little bit of flesh. We see a little bit of sinful behavior, a little bit of bad behavior. Come on, we put them on blast. Scary. Catch this. But Shem and Japheth, that's the other two sons, took a garment and laid it across their shoulders. Then they walked in backwards and covered their father's naked body. Are you hearing Their faces were turned the other way so that they would not see their father's nakedness. When Noah awoke 
from his wine and found out what his youngest son had done to him, he said, cursed be who? Wait, Canaan. Ham is the one who came in and went out and put him on blast. Why cursed Canaan? That's Ham's son. Because God is teaching us a lesson. Listen, listen, listen. The spirit of dishonor, which is what we're going to talk about today, is honor. The spirit of dishonor will carry from generation to generation to generation. See, the issues that are going on in many of our families actually are tied to a spirit of dishonor. We love to talk garbage, if we're really honest. We love to be the first one to have the little bit of information and all that. But listen to the other sons. Did Noah do wrong? Yes. Did Noah sin? Yeah, the Bible says don't get drunk. Are we supposed to get drunk? No, we're not supposed to get drunk. Did Noah do wrong? Yes. What's the difference of the story? Because God, he just called out wrong. Why is it, why is it bad for Ham to call out wrong? Like, isn't that what we're supposed to do? Come on, think this through. And it's what we do as Christians. We love to shoot our wounded. As soon as someone messes up, as soon as someone falls, as soon as we see a little bit of flesh in somebody, right? We're ready to throw them out. We're ready to put the, are you, are you hearing? Come on, Deke. Are you honest enough to say you can see that in yourself? That we have this tendency to do this scenario of dishonor. The spirit of dishonor, listen to me, will pass from generation to generation. Cursed be Canaan. The lowest of slaves will be his brother. He also said, praise be to the Lord, the God of Shem. May Canaan be the slave of Shem. And may God extend Japheth's territory. May Japheth live in the tents of Shem. And may Canaan be the slave of Shem. I I need you to hear something. Listen to me, because this is going to be... We're going to do a little surgery today. We're going to do a little surgery today because the only way for us to win, come on, catch this. The only way for us to win is for us to deal with losing habits. Would you agree? Like if if we're going to take, like if we're going to take the football team here or the baseball team or the soccer team here at Leesburg High School and we're going to make them a winning team, what are we going to have to do? We're going to have to put winning habits into play, but you know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to deal with the losing habits. So so today what we're going to have to do is talk about a winning habit, but we're also going to have to address a losing habit. And the losing habit is, listen to me, the spirit of dishonor. The spirit of dishonor, this thing inside of us that so much loves the juicy stuff. I got to keep moving. Let, let Let me read you a story out in the New Testament. Mark 6, 1 through 6. Jesus left there and went to where? Where did he go? His hometown. Jesus goes to his own hometown. Stop. Process for a second. They watched this guy grow up. Probably catch this. Some of the families that were that are about to experience him, they have furniture in their house that Jesus and his dad built for them. Because he was what? A carpenter. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Like they knew this kid, right? Like 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 I look out today and it's fun because there's a whole bunch of kids here that are my kids. That like grew up in my youth group. Like I look a picture. I look. I looked at a picture yesterday of Luke Freeze when he was like, I think he was middle school age, um, and now he's got kids. But so we watch these kids grow up. We watch, we watch somebody grow up. They they saw him right. Catch this. 
Jesus left there and went to his hometown accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many who heard him were amazed. Why were they amazed? Well, because this is that carpenter's kid. Right? Like, this is that, isn't this that little punk? That I mean, oftentimes when I'm standing here teaching, I get to look in the back. And there's a police officer that's here on a regular basis, and he's part of the church when he's not on duty, Trevante Kitchens. When I look at Kitchens, right, and he's all decked out in his officer and he has a gun, he could tase me if I wanted, if I said it too ugly to him. But, but I, when I look at him, I have a hard time sometimes. I'm like, I remember you in middle school and I wanted to kill you. But you know, you know what I mean? Like you, you get to a point where you, and this is what they're doing. Listen, listen, where did this man get these things? They ask. What's the wisdom that has been given him? What are these remarkable miracles he's performing? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took, catch this, and they took offense at him. A spirit of dishonor came upon them. A spirit of dishonor. Meaning what I'm going to do is I'm going to take something and I'm going to make light of it. The value of honor, what honor is, is to put weight to something, to give it value, to honor it, right? And to dishonor means to take it lightly. And that's exactly what they do. So what happens? Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor, except in his own town, among his relatives and in his own home. He could not check this. He could not do any miracles there except lay hands on a few sick people and heal them. That'll jack with your theology. Come on. Did did that just say the creator of the universe, the omnipotent, all-powerful God could not do something? Isn't that what we just read? Why? Because of the spirit of dishonor. Listen, hear me. God will not operate in a place where there is a spirit of dishonor. When we carry a spirit of dishonor in our lives, he will not perform the miracles and operate in our lives. Are you you hearing what I'm saying to you? So if we're going to win, boy, we have got to figure out what this idea of dishonoring and honoring looks like. Would you agree? Like, we, like we, we've got to figure this out because both these stories, dishonor brings punishment and honor brings b- blessing. And our culture today, I mean, we have TV shows and the whole TV show is roasting people. You know what I'm talking about? And come on, it's, sometimes it's kind of funny. Or we have these things called yo mama jokes. Right? Come on. Like, we actually have built and spawned a whole culture of making dishonor, listen, funny and entertaining. And, and I need you to hear how disruptive and how, how actually painful that can be in this scenario. Why? Well, because dishonor will go on from generation to generation to generation. Some of us have family members that we can think about in that particular scenario. Man, doesn't matter what's said. The words they say 
It's just, it's negative. You got those negative Nellies in your family? You know what I'm talking about? Maybe if you don't, then it's probably you. You know what I'm talking about? But, but the, the, this, this idea that I'm going to look for the wrong thing. I'm, I'm going to look for what's negative. I'm going to look to pick something apart. And let me ask you, why does somebody do that? Well, right back to middle school. Anybody remember middle school? Middle school is a tough time period. As a matter of fact, I would go so far as to say, to me, in my opinion, middle school is like one of the worst time periods. Because you're trying to become an adult and your identity and all this stuff. Come on. Mom says I'm becoming a man. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. Right? And we're right back. Listen to me. We're adults, but still sitting in this middle, middle school mentality. Why? Because if we make somebody else look bad, it takes light off of us. Right? And listen to me. I don't care how old you are. We're still dealing with that. We're still dealing with this scenario of the spirit of dishonor. And so I want to give you some thoughts and some ideas about honor today. We're going to, we're going to do a little surgery today. I, I may not get a whole ton of amens today. It may be a little bit painful today because we're, we're kind of digging on something that, that, that really is inside of each one of us. But let me, let me give you a couple thoughts about honor. Honoring, number one, honoring begins with God's claim on others. Honoring begins with God's claim on others. There's this doctrinal thing called glorification. Okay? So it's this, it's, and basically what's going to happen is you're going to be sanctified and sanctified and sanctified. Let me say it for Lake County. You're going to get betterer and betterer and betterer. Um, all the way until you get to heaven, right? Some of my English teachers just passed out. Um, but all the way until you get to heaven. And there's this thing called glorification. You're going to be in your glory. In other words, you're going to be perfected in that moment. And here's what I need you to hear. Listen to me. It's going to blow your mind. You're going to have a hard time grasping this. God looks at you that way now. Because God looks at you through the blood of Jesus. So he looks at you through the blood of Jesus and guess what the blood does? It covers all the sin. It covers all the stuff. So God sees you that way now. And God would have us look at people in the same way. How hard is that? Come on. Can I say it rudely? And if this word offends somebody, forgive me. But I'm saying it on purpose because it really is this hard. People suck. Come on, somebody. Like, people are rude and mean and, you know, anybody ever had a road... Come on, some of y'all have had some road raid incidents lately. Left lane. And so we're in this battle. And listen to me, if we're going to get real about winning life and winning the spiritual battle, we've got to look at this scenario. Where you work, there's some crazy people. Come on. Anybody work with some crazy people? Stop looking at me, Eden. She works for the church. And and, and so we are going to have to understand what God means when he says for us to, listen, honor when we don't think they deserve it. Does anybody know anybody in your life that you would say, don't raise your hand and don't elbow and don't point at them? 
that you would say, you know what? They don't deserve my honor, right? They don't, they don't deserve. Okay, let's do it this way. It's an election year. Anybody on the other side of the aisle that doesn't deserve your honor? That got some of you. And yet we've grasped onto this idea of the spirit of dishonor. And, and my personal belief is that it's been this progressive, this progressive thing of the enemy. And it's worked like this. He came up with this brilliant idea of social media. And you know what social media brought? Keyboard courage. Come on, somebody. Come on now. I won't say it to your face, but I will type the heck out of it. But I think we've taken another step that I'm not sure we've recognized yet. Listen to me. We've now done keyboard courage so long that now we are doing it face to face. Now we are doing it in such a way where it is on a street corner. People screaming and yelling at each other and rioting. And, and, and it's, it's, it's madness. But listen to me, it goes back to a spirit of dishonor. Because why? Because we're not looking at people the way God looks at people. Honoring begins by seeing people the way that God sees them. How does God see people? Let's answer that question. How does God see people? You want to know the answer? He sees them as worthy of his son's death. Let that sink in for a minute. That person on the other side of the political aisle that you can't stand, God sees them as worthy of his son's death. That person at work that you're just like, if they touch the stuff on my desk, my stapler and my scissors, I swear to God. He sees them, listen to me, as worthy of sending his one and only son to die for them. That's how God sees them. That's what God is calling us to do as followers of Jesus. Jesus is hanging on the cross. Catch this. Suffering beat all to heck. Oh my gosh, the pain. I can't fathom what he was going through. Right? Like I, I caught a nail the other day that was hanging out at the Thrive Center behind where the video games are, caught a nail and it just opened me up all the way across the back of my shoulder. And it has hurt for like two or three days. And all I could think is like, that's one little stripe compared to what Jesus went through. And he's hanging there on the cross and they've ripped his beard out and they spit at him and they mocked him and they made fun of him and they punched him in the face and they spit on him again and they nail him to a a cross and they hang him on the cross. And I don't know, but if it was me, can I just be honest for a second? I'd be up there like, you sorry suckers. Come on. I'd be like, you wait, you're going to have bed bugs when you get home tonight. What are Jesus' words? Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. How does Jesus... See people, how does Jesus treat even those who are trying to kill them? He honors them. Christianity is is an upside down kingdom. 
In other words, it's completely opposite of what we see in this world and everything around us. What are our weapons? Our weapons are, listen, love is our weapon. Like this is, this is so hard for us to grasp. And you go, this is crazy, Pastor Mike. Like you, you're talking crazy. Like I hear what you're saying. Like, and I, I feel you, man. But tomorrow morning, I'm going to want to kill that person at work. Listen to me. Not if you're walking in the spirit. Not if you have prepared yourself spiritually and emotionally to say, God, let me be who you've called me to be today. The reason that you'll go to work and do that is because you didn't have time to open your Bible and you didn't have time to get yourself prepared spiritually and you didn't spend some time worshiping and you listened to some, you know, guy leaving his wife, taking his dog and going driving off in his truck because you listened to the country music on the way to work. Listen. And then we go to work and we're surprised when it's a mess. We're surprised by the crazy chaos of this world. Listen, listen, listen. Church, hear me. People are going to be stupid this week. Oh, no. Yes. People are going to be absolutely stupid this week. The question is, who will we be? The question is, will we be Jesus? Will we choose that even though this world might mock us or spit at us or verbally punch us in the face, that we might choose to be like Jesus, listen to me, and honor. I'm going to honor you. Listen, let me get to this. Honoring, honor, honoring ben- benefits you more than it does the other person. You need to hear that. Honoring benefits me more. Look at Ephesians 6, 2-3. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. Teenagers, young people, listen to me. If you don't honor your parents, you're not going to walk in blessing. Period. But that's God's word. But listen to this. Which is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you. Anybody want it to go well with you? Then somebody needs to pick up the phone this afternoon and apologize to your mama. Somebody needs to pick up the phone this afternoon and say, Dad, we need to have a conversation and sit down and talk. Because that's what the scripture tells me to do. Listen to me. When do, the pe- when do the people of God get serious about being the people of God? When do we not just come on Sunday morning, right, and read it and go, oh, that was good. Yeah, Pastor Mike, it was a great, great message. Right? And then we go right back to the same madness. Living in a spirit of dishonor. Not seeing the power of God operate. Come on, does anybody want to win here? Are you hearing me? The only way for that to happen is for us to actually put into play this reality. And I know what you're saying. You have no idea what my dad did. You're right, I don't. I know what mine did. He was abusive. I saw him drag his girlfriend by her hair down the road when I was like seven. He's an alcoholic. He chose women over my mom and me. I've been there, I know. I know the hurt, I know the pain. And you know what the scripture says? Listen to me, honor. Because honoring is more about you. It's more about what's going on inside of your heart and in your soul and a stillness inside of you. And it is what blocks your blessing and God being able to move and operate in your life. Are you, is anybody hearing me? You guys hearing me on this? Right? This, this is... When you walk into a courtroom, there's some, some 
guy or gal up there in a black robe. And you walk up to the podium and you say, yes, your honor. Do you know anything about their character? Do you know anything about that person? So why do you say your honor? Well, simply because of the seat they sit in, not because of the character they have. See, that's, that's the way God thinks. That's the way God thinks. He looks at it and says, listen to me. I have put all things in place. Does anybody here believe in something called sovereignty? In other words, God's in control of everything. Anybody think God's falling asleep every once in a while? Like, 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 no, 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 I need you to hear something. God never sleeps. He doesn't miss anything. Nothing happens without him knowing about it. If that's the case, does he know who's going to be president in November? Then if it's not yours, will you honor that seat because God already knew and ordained it? Are you hearing me? But do you hear that we have taken on this spirit of dishonor? Like this, this need to give my opinion. And, I, and, I, and I, I, I should have an opinion. Do you want to know what our struggle is? Here's, here's our problem. We live in a democracy. That's actually our problem. You want to know why? It's been amazing. I'm not advocating for socialism or anything else. This is not a political speech. Just hear me out. Democracy is amazing. It has brought all kinds of money and amazing things for America to be able to do for the rest of the world and provided a quality of life that's phenomenal and all that. But you know what a democracy says? A democracy says, I have rights. Yes? What do we have the right to? Free speech. Freedom of the press. Freedom to assemble. And what we do is we get to the point where we go, listen to me, I live in America, punk. I can do whatever I want. Do you know what the problem with that is? Most of us in here, there was a day that came when you had this encounter with God and you knew you needed a savior and you prayed a prayer and you asked Jesus to come into your heart and you prayed this, listen, 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 listen. You prayed that he would be Lord of your life. You know what changed in that moment? Listen very carefully. You no longer live in a democracy. Listen to me. God has a kingdom. Big difference between a democracy and a kingdom. You want to know what the difference is? In a kingdom, listen to me, you only speak if you're given the position to speak. Woo, that just went against everything aside of me that's American, red, white, and blue. Come on. Because I have rights. I, I can say what I want to say. Like, I, my opinion, my, my vote counts. And it does. You should vote. Please register to vote and vote. Please vote biblically and not party line. But anyway, listen, listen, listen. We now live in a kingdom. You know what that means? That means where authority is given, that person can say and act. Where authority is not given in a kingdom, you hush. Doesn't that, that mess us up a little bit? Does that mess anybody up? Come on. Because I live in this democracy that says freedom and I can say what I want and I can give my opinion and listen to me. 
But are we supposed to? Are we supposed to have the spirit of dishonor? And maybe, and I'm just convinced, listen to me. I'm convinced that many people are struggling in life because they're so dishonoring to others. Because of the way we speak about other people. And here's the problem. Respect is earned. Come on, somebody. Right? I'll just give my respect to anybody. Respect is earned. But honor is given. It's a big, big difference. And if you buy into what I'm saying today, catch me on this. You're going to get an honor test this week. To which some of you are like, I wish I'd have gone to a different church this morning. You're going to get an honor test. You're going to get the ability to have some goober say something, do something, react to you in some way this week to where everything, all patriotic, red, white, and blue American inside of you is going to go, I have rights and I'm going to give my two cents. The Holy Spirit is whispering somewhere in the background. Whoa, 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 time, time, time. A couple weeks ago, I'm driving the kids to camp. (laughs) And I've got three boys in the back of the truck. The three boys in the back of the truck are like eight, nine, and seven. And then I got a teenager in the passenger seat. I've told you guys what a completely passive and calm driver I am. We're driving down to camp, and when I tell you this dude cut me off, I'm talking like I had to go a little bit off the road for him not to catch the front of my truck. And I, I just laughed out loud because I had an audience. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and I laughed because a couple weeks before that, I had some active adult cut me off. I'm trying to be nice and not dishonoring. Come on. And I remember, I didn't know it was an active adult until she cut me off. And I was like, you jerk. And I said that out loud. I'm just telling you I did. And here's what the Holy Spirit said to me. Listen, Holy Spirit said, that's my jerk. That's my jerk. And I repented in the moment. And that's why I did well with the boys because I had been checked by the Holy Spirit a few days prior too. To say, when, when, when do we, I, I know you're hurt. I know you got some raw spots. I know you got stuff that, man, when somebody touches a certain area of you, it just brings something up inside of you because of your hurt and your pain. But listen to me, you want to start to win at life? We got to deal with this thing of dishonor. We've got to deal with this thing inside of us. That, that, that hurt people hurt people. You ever heard that? And that's us sometimes. I got to keep going. First Peter 2 and 13. Submit yourselves. Look at what are the words? Submit yourselves. Why? For the Lord's sake. Not for their sake. For the Lord's sake. Submit yourself for the Lord's sake to every authority instituted among men. Whether to the king. You know who wrote this? Peter wrote this. Go back and look it up and see who was king when he wrote this. You want to talk about a jerk? You want to talk about a pagan? You want to talk about a horrible person? So he's writing this. 
Not when his party had been voted into the White House. But when the opposite, right? Listen. Whether to the king as the supreme authority or to the governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong. Who sent that jerk into office? Come on. God did. So for me to deny or dishonor is for me to dishonor God's choice. And for me to disrespect what God has chosen to do at this time. Boy, this is tough teaching in today, isn't it? It's a little rough, but it's something we've got to deal with. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk. By doing good, not keyboard courage. It's not how you fix things. That's how you stir up arguments. I don't know what it is about us, and I do it sometimes too, and I finally stopped. But we put something out there on social media because like, we think we're going to change the world with it. How many people actually read that? Like four people that like you and go, amen, and the two trolls that find it on there and argue about it. Great job. Six people. Woo, change the world. Come on. Like, when do we get realistic about what we're doing, whether it's helpful, whether it's hurtful, or or this whole spirit of dishonor? That by doing good, you would silence the ignorant talk of foolish men. Live as free men, but do, listen to me. Here we go. Now we're going to deal with our kingdom democracy issue, right? Listen to this. Live as free men. Be free. You're free. I want you to be free. I want you to have freedoms. I want you to enjoy this amazing country. I want you to vote. Did I say vote? Have you registered to vote? Vote. You need to vote. Live as free men. Check this. But do not use your freedom to cover up for evil. In other words, don't use the reality that I can to say that it's okay for me to just say, Anything that's covering up evil. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you guys, are, are you guys hearing? When, I, I know this is tough. I know this is tough. Are you still with me this morning? You still with me? Live as servants of God. Show proper respect to only the people you like. Did I read it wrong? Oh, show proper respect to, what's the word? Everyone. Love the brotherhood of believers. Fear God. And once again, he says it, honor the king. Honor the king. Listen to me. Vote, campaign, do all that sort of stuff. And when your dude loses, then you honor whoever's put in that place. Then you speak life into whoever and everyone around you. Why? Because that person deserves it? Absolutely not. They don't deserve it. But we just read at the beginning of this. It's for the Lord's sake. God, you must be doing something. I don't like it. But you must be doing something. And I trust you because you're smarter than me. And you're higher than me. I so long, again, for a culture of honor. A culture where we open up the door for our, our wives. Come on, y'all. Every time Jen and I go on a date, I make a point to go open her car door. It's 23 years later, and the car door still needs to be opened. Come on, somebody. I long for a day. There used to be a day that when older people walked into the room, all the younger people would stand up. Why? Honor. Come on. Like, 
honor, like to, to, to show respect for your elders, for somebody that is... Uh, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to get some amens and I'm going to get some looks. Yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am is not a Southern thing. It's an honor thing. So if you are a Yankee and you have come down here to join us, please let and make our children say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am to you. Yes, sir, and no, sir, to you. It's about honor. Can I challenge you if you don't make your kids do that to do it? For no other reason than, listen to me, teaching them honor. Teaching them that reality. It wasn't that long ago I was at the, <laughs> I went to the store and here comes this young girl. And so I opened the door for her. And she goes, well, I can do the door by myself. And I'll just be blunt. What went through my head was your attitude could open the door, dearie. But I didn't. I was like, I know you can. You look like you're a phenomenal young lady. I just wanted to open the door and honor you. She's like, well, I can do the door. I can, I can do the door. I'm like, I heard you the first. No, I didn't. But she said, she said, well, I guess chivalry isn't dead. She walked on through the door. And I thought, chivalry is dead. Because that doesn't happen enough to you to, for you to know that it's an honor thing. That didn't happen enough for you to know that you're valuable to somebody else. That we've gotten to such a place as a culture that we're just like, take care of me, right? I'm going to get mines. And we've got to get back to a spirit of honor. A spirit of honor for your spouse. Can I just say something real quick? And I'm going to not make some friends today. Can I just tell you how tired I am of hearing wives who teach their children if you have nothing nice to say, say nothing at all, but then badmouth their husbands? Like, it's the spirit of dishonor. It's breaking up your marriage. It's breaking, you wonder why you're having struggles? You wonder why you're having issues? It's because we're, we're not honoring. Does he deserve it today? No, honor him and maybe he will. You know what the basic need of a man is? Respect. You know what happens when you go, oh my God, I told you to take it out and you forgot again. He doesn't hear anything about that issue. All he hears is disrespect. What's the response of a man when he gets disrespect? One of two things, rage or isolation. He's either going to get mad and yell or he's going to go, I'm out. I got, I'm done. Does that sound familiar to anyone? Come on, listen, this is a, this is a spirit of dishonor. I want you to win. I want you to win. I want you to win in your relationships. And so we've got to honor. When you go to someone's house, eat whatever they put in front of you. Everybody's looking at me like I'm crazy. The first time that I went to Jen's mom's house, Mama Peg, if you haven't met Peggy, she'll be here sometime. You'll get to meet Mama Peg. She's an amazing woman. I love her. I won't say that in front of her, but I do love her. We like to give each other a hard time. But the first time I went to her house, She's like, Michael, you want me to make you a sandwich? And Jen had run somewhere. So it's this awkward, I'm there with the parents, first time, don't know them. Um, yes, ma'am, whatever you say, ma'am, you know, kind of thing. She makes me a sandwich and she cut me. No, she just put a whole tomato on my sandwich. I hate tomatoes. I hate tomatoes. And I sat there and gagged down a tomato sandwich. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, I... 
How's your sandwich? Oh, it is so good, Peggy. Thank you so much. And some people would go, why? Why would you do that? Listen to me. It's called honor. It's called putting other people above myself. Right? That I, that I preference other people. Do you know what is so amazing is years later, now the family tells that story. And actually, Mama Peg loves that story because I honored her. Or, or do, you, do you hear what I'm saying? Like, we need to bring honor back into our homes. Romans 12 and 10. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. 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 I just want to sit here for the next hour and say it over and over and over and over again. Why? Because the culture has gotten us so far into a spirit of dishonor that we don't even see it within ourselves. I'm asking you to be open enough to let the Holy Spirit check you today. Band, come on. We're going going to worship out of here today, but band, come on up. I'm going to close really quickly. I want to give you some practical things for us to close with today, but I, I, I have enough material. I'm just telling you, I've been preparing all week and then God spoke to me this morning in the morning. I probably have enough material to preach for about another four hours when it comes to honor, but I'm praying the Holy spirit is speaking to you in your particular area and understanding how much dishonor and the spirit of dishonor is bringing destruction is it, 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 it listen to me. It brings Destruction. If there's brokenness in your family, in your extended family, come on, Thanksgiving dinner is just like, oh my God, it's over. Thank you, Jesus. I guarantee you somewhere along the line, it has to do with a spirit of dishonor. It has to do with me preferring me or them preferring them more than we prefer each other, right? Honor others above yourself. So let me give you three very practical before we close. And I've preached too long today. But let me give you three practical things. Number one, how, how are we going to honor other people? Number one, number one, you have to prioritize them. You have to prioritize them. We have to shift our whole thinking. Listen to me. When you get online to post, think of them before you think of you. In other words, do I want to help them? Okay, how can I say this in a way that will help them? Like we've got, we've got to prioritize other. What are the two greatest commandments? That you would love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. How do we do that? We prioritize Him. How do we prioritize God? You're doing that right now. You gave Him the first part of your week. It's called a tithe of your time. You've tithed your time by coming here on the first part of the week and saying, God, I'm going to give you the first part of the week Sunday morning. I tithe the week because I want you to do the rest. We give our tithes in a moment. Some of you guys will put your tithes in the bucket. Some of you will do it online. But we give him our first. That's, that's the way we love and honor him, right? Proverbs 3 and 9. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruit of all your crops. That's the tithe. When you honor God, you are more likely to honor what he loves. Do you know what God loves? That jerk at work. That's what God loves. God loves that, that neighbor that you're having conflict with. God loves your spouse. Although y'all screamed at each other the whole way to church this morning. You ever had one of those mornings? Screaming at the kids, sit down, put your seatbelt on, and they get to church. Oh, amen, hallelujah. Honor, 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 honor. The second great commandment is that you love your neighbor as yourself. What does that look like? You know what that looks like? That's 
that I, when I go to, hopefully they're going to open buffet lines again for us fat people that are dying. Come on. I got a couple amens. Thank you. It means when you go to that buffet line and that little tiny old lady who's doing this with the tray, and you go, no, ma'am, please, you first. And she puts one bean at a time on her plate and one piece of cheese at a time, the shredded kind, you know what I'm talking about? And we stand there and we go, no, ma'am, I have all day. You first, you before me. Right, that we would honor, we have to prioritize other people. Number two, listen to me. If we're going to honor other people, we've got to praise them. Whew, that's a hard one. We've got to praise them. How can I praise or speak blessing when they are terrible? How do I do that? James 3, 9 through 10, with the tongue, with the tongue will praise the Lord our Father, and, and, and with it will curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers, it should not be as this. It should not be like this. Right? How are you talking to your spouse or about your spouse? How are you talking to or about the people you work with? How are you talking to or about your kids? We all go through seasons where we understand why tigers eat their young. But how are you you speaking that? Because listen to me, once you build a spirit of dishonor into your home, it'll go generation and generation. We have to speak life. We have to speak life, speak life, speak life, speak life. Ephesians 4, 29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up. That just said, listen to me, what your mama always said. If you've got nothing, nothing nice to say, what? Say nothing at all. It's the scripture. That's not a little kindergarten saying. That's actually scripture that you and I are supposed to live out. So we need to check our, our words this week. It's only helpful for building up others according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Let me ask you a question. How do you feel when somebody talks bad about your kids? Come on, man. I get like, I'm ready to put the gloves on. Somebody, come on. How do you feel when somebody talks about your spouse bad? Come on, those of you who got a brother or sister, like you can trash them, but nobody else can. (laughs) Right? You know what I'm talking about? Let me ask you this. How do you think God feels when we talk about his other kids? Because those are his kids created in his image. Are they a mess? Yes, they're a mess. Do they deserve our respect? No. Do they require our honor? Yes. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? It's a difference. You want to know why? Because respect is about issues in them. Catch this. Honor or dishonor is about issues in me. See, I believe God would love to do miraculous things in Lake County and Leesburg and in our surrounding area. I believe he would love to do some miraculous things. And I believe God can snap his finger. And we can see things happen in this community that people thought would never, ever happen. 
I don't know, things crazy, you know, like a church being in a school, just stupid things. Why? When a group of people decide to get serious about his word and say, you know what? I have a spirit of dishonor in me that has to be dealt with. And now, God, I need Holy Spirit for you to check me, and I need to figure out what that looks like for me to bring honor back into my home, back into my workplace, back into my marriage, back into every part of who I am. I'm going to close there. We sang a song earlier that... um, it's kind of it kind of just gotten to be Marcus's kind of theme song almost. Like it was like one of the first songs he sang when he came here. But I told Marcus I heard the words differently a couple of days ago when he told me he was gonna do this song. We sang it earlier, it says this I'm sorry when I've come with my agenda. Right? I'm sorry when you're not enough. I, I, I'm sorry when I've made it all about me. Take me back. Take me back to that first love. Take take me back to that place where I say, Jesus, you are all that matters. I just want to do what you, I just want to love people the way you love people. And he says, really? Do, Do you? Yeah. Then take up your cross. Deny yourself. And put others before. So I've asked them if we could sing that song again. Would you stand to your feet I'm going to pray for you, and then we're going to sing this song, and I want you to sing it to God. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to do a little surgery in your soul today. I want you to be honest enough with yourself to say, do I struggle with a spirit of dishonor? Let's pray. Father, help us. This is kind of raw today, God. This is not one of those... Amen in messages. This is one of those. I feel I feel a little raw. And if I'm honest, I don't feel like I can honor some of the people that I know you want me to honor. So I need your Holy Spirit to empower me. I need your Holy Spirit to breathe life into my soul. I need you to heal hurt inside of me and break down walls and damage that's inside of me that makes me respond to people in anger that makes me kind of spew words because I'm at an unhealthy place so would you bring healing Father anybody who here today who has never had a relationship with you a real relationship with you Holy Spirit draw them to you and if that's you today you can just simply ask him Jesus I commit my life to you today. Will you you be Lord of my life? And he'll come into your heart and begin to change your heart. So can we sing these words today as a prayer, as an offering to God for him to do a little bit of surgery inside of our hearts. Let's sing that. And I'm sorry when I've just gone through the motions. I'm sorry. When I just sing another song, take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. Come on, church, sing it to me. And I'm sorry when I've come.
tender and I'm sorry when I forgot that you're enough Lord take me back to where we started and I open up my heart to you I'm caught up in your presence and I to sit here at your feet Lord I'm caught up in this holy moment I never want to leave I'll tell you what we're going to do we're going to give you an opportunity not to leave they're going to keep worshiping Um, and I just want to let you know you can stay as long as you want they'll worship with you but I want to give you a chance to be dismissed. For those of you who are coming to Life Steps, we got Life Steps going on out the door to the rock. Listen to me, church. Listen, listen, listen. We're going to win this week. Honor those you do not feel like honoring and watch what God will do. It's a guarantee. I promise. I promise. I promise. I promise. You're going to see some things shift. See some things change. Let's go be who God's called us to be. Amen. You guys have a great week. Keep worshiping and or I'll see you in Life Steps. And I just want to see